I am trans, hear me roar, coming up next on One Nation. Hello, America. Welcome to One Nation. I'm your host, Dr. Jake Jacobs. I have to admit, I'm enjoying the sun of a beautiful Arizona, the state of Arizona. And just the other day, we've been doing a lot of touring, and we were touring the uh, Apache Trail. And the area is called the Superstition Mountains. Absolutely beautiful. Some of the most scenic uh, sites in all of the state of Arizona. And we're jamming to the radio, and there's some great uh, 70s tunes that were on. And the, two, the, the classic tune by Helen Reddy, I Am Woman, came on the radio. You got to hear just a part from that song. I am woman, hear me roar in numbers too big to ignore. So I am woman, hear me roar in numbers too big to ignore. Okay. Now this is interesting because we live in a day and age where there is this explosion of transgender identification. And we're hearing them talking about, you know, in numbers too big to ignore. So I got to tell you something. So much has changed in the last 30 years in American society. It really has. And one of the things that's changed is what happens when you discover a man who's pretending to be a woman. Let's go back to 1991 and see the reaction of that. Here goes. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Chris, wait. Lydia, Lydia, come on. You got to call the cops. We got to dial 911 now. Why? Well, Mrs. Doubtfire, he's a she, he's a she, she he's a she, she. What? Uh, uh. He's half man, half woman. What? Yes, I what? swear. What I did, what? Now, just calm down. Freeze. Just relax, please. He's gonna get it. In the balls. Yeah. She's got him? She's got everything. It's one of my all-time favorite movies. If I'm ever depressed, I love watching Mrs. Doubtfire. I'm telling you what. But I got to tell you what, people. There's so much I want to cover today. But for us to cover that, let's let we'll come back for the rest of the story. Okay, here we are back. I'm still laughing from Mrs. Doubtfire. He's a he, she, and, you know, half man, half woman. It's just absolutely amazing is there used to be in American society this shock when men pretended to be women, and now it's become commonplace, unfortunately. Let's take a look at some of the headlines that are embracing the world today when it comes to transgenderism. Here goes from the, the Guardian. An explosion. What is behind the rise in girls questioning their gender identity? Notice the word explosion. What else do we have? Is it from the New York Times? Let's see. Yeah, New York Times. Report reveals sharp rise in transgender young people in the United States. I think we might have is it the Santa Barbara. Yes. Yeah, Santa Barbara News Press examining the transgender explosion. There's that word explosion. And then Christian Broadcast News says this, 4,000% explosion in kids identifying as transgender double mastectomies on teen girls. 
people, what's going on here today? Is this biological? Is it scientific? Is it, is it based upon empirical evidence? No, not at all. This is a sociological phenomena based on bogus postmodern construction of feelings and, and non-reality. Our youth in exponential numbers today have been brainwashed and taken over by this wokeism, this postmodern nonsensical world, and it's poisoned the minds of our youth who are now living in a social engineering Frankensteinian world where girls are being told they can become boys and boys are being told they can become men and that they're actually encouraged to take sexual hormones or have genital mutilation, double mastectomies and penises removed or vaginal construction and all this bizarre changing of men into women, or at least believing they're women, and women into men. Absolutely unbelievable. Now, I, I want to give you an example of, you know, of, when the LGBT, there was no Q at the time, when that came out a number of years ago, I talked about it in my book, Mobocracy, I warned then that we're beginning to uh, enter into a slippery slope into Gomorrah. Uh, Robert Bork had a book called Slouching to Gomorrah. And that if we're not careful, we're going to get into a world of not only the perversion of language, but the perversion of human identification. Well, the BBC prides itself in being a very educational, you know, television sh uh, program or channel. Uh, going back many, many years during World War II, they were a great source of information for the people, for, for the people of England and for the world. Well, listen to this uh, cut from the BBC dealing with gender. Here goes. The BBC is telling children aged 9 to 12 that there are more than 100 different gender identities. In Identity, Understanding Sexual and Gender Identities, a video made by BBC Teach for use in classrooms, children ask questions about sexual orientation and transgenderism. What are the different gender identities? That's a really, really exciting question to ask. Do you know there are so many gender identities? So we know we've got male and female, but there are over a hundred, if not more, gender identities now. So we know that some people might feel like they're too different genders, so people might think they're bi-gender, and then you've got some people who might call themselves genderqueer, who are just like, I don't really want to be anything in particular, I'm just going to be me. The video also included a transgender activist who was born female but identifies as a man, and a lesbian head teacher who promote their own lifestyles to the children. The accompanying resources suggest various activities inviting children to discuss and explore sexuality and gender. I... People, when I watch this, when I see what's happening to the children of England, to the children of the United States, to many of the kids throughout Europe, when I see this, this poisonous wokeism of anything goesism, polymorphous perversity, you know, was called that by a lot of these Marxist professors at the Frankfurt School, you can see the fruits of their sick labor coming into society, coming into the institutions of America, coming into the universities and, and, where, and, and trickling down 
And now it's flooding down into the high schools, into the middle schools, into the elementary schools. Once again, you've heard me say this over and over again, that classic line by Vladimir Lenin, give me the child for four years and he or she, and now it's they or them or Z and Zay. Now they'll be mine forever and ever. And this is exactly what's going on. I mean, we got, we've got to the point now where we have anthropologists from the University of Pittsburgh who are saying, look, the empirical, historical facts, scientific facts of anthropology can no longer tell the difference between men and women. Well, the fact of the matter is this particular professor, he says he's a social anthropologist. He's not really a historical, empirical anthropologist. He is in essence driven by what you could call a social construct, a social engineering, where the, it makes me think of Marxists where they talked about creating a, a new man, a hombre nuevo, to quote Che Guevara. You create a, a new man, a new woman uh, that of anything goesism. And the roots behind this really is dealing with the sexual revolution. But the sad fact is the bully pulpit, the president of the United States, the White House, reinforces, endorses, and perpetuates this transgender insanity. Biden-Harris administration advances equality and visibility for transgender Americans. And then we have another headline coming right from their, uh, their, uh, their website. Statement by President Joe Biden on Transgender Day of Remembrance. Now, this is very interesting because what's really typical of the woke folk, of the leftists, is to have us go into the world of legitimate oppression, legitimate evil, legitimate um, uh, angst, uh, what the Jews called the Shoah. The Shoah, uh, we call it the Holocaust. They have, in fact, we just had it recently, the Holocaust Day of Remembrance. So you have to have a lesbian day of remembrance, a gay day of remembrance, a queer day of remembrance. And now we have a transgender day of remembrance. I mean, to the point where this has permeated the, the institution of the executive branch of the United States of America, the White House. And in fact, they pride themselves on saying we have hired more transgender. That mean, and usually the case is it's men pretending to be women, and we're very proud of that reality. And I'm telling. So in essence, our youth they see this in let's say uh, government classes, political science classes, history classes uh, uh, at the high school, middle school, and university, and they go see. This has been validated and, and reinforced by the president of the United States. Therefore, it must be good. It must be kosher. It must be okay. And really what's behind this is a perversion of, of people living by the lies. And, and it invokes to me Alexander Solzhenitsyn, who said, speaking to the people of the Soviet Union in 1974, I will not live by their lies. We know they're lying, and they know we know they're lying. But the fact of the matter is the, the significant majority of the people of the Soviet Union live with the lies of Soviet socialism, Soviet atheism, which actually murdered millions and millions of people in an evil iron curtain of oppression. 
And so Solzhenitsyn was speaking out and saying to the people of the Soviet Union, wake up to the wokeness of Soviet socialism, the evil nature of it. Stand up. Don't live by their lies. Be bold. Take action, please. And eventually a significant number did. But, but the point in saying this is there are some that are speaking out, the Matt Walshes of the world, you know, the Charlie Kirks of the world, the Duke Pestas of the world, the Jake Jacobs of the world, Senator Ron Johnson of the world, and others. There's Ignatius, Ignatius Press, which is a Catholic press, and they've come up with a documentary called Disconnected. There's a scene in here by a, a particular doctor that I want you to, to hear, and I would highly recommend you watching this documentary called Disconnected because it destroys the, the perverted transgender agenda, transgender argument with facts, biological facts, scientific facts, historical facts. Let's listen. Let's take a moment and listen. Why is it that all of a sudden there's four girls in the same middle school who are all self-identified males. How did that happen if it's a biological reality? How is it possible that there's a 5,000% increase in a diagnosis like that if you think it's biologically caused? Was there some like asteroid that hit the earth and caused a massive mutation in the human genome? What happened? Is there something in the drinking water in our town that's causing all of these young girls to think they're boys? Nobody is asking questions about biological realities because they know it's a psychological process and they don't want to address that. Okay, but what about the idea that those biological trans kids have always been there? The theory is that, well, the reason why there are more trans people coming out is because it's more socially accepted. If that were the case, then there would be both men and women of all ages coming out. That's not the case. It's an insane ratio in favor of adolescent girls. Having been a 15-year-old girl who was there, do you think it is a social contagion? I mean, it was for me. My entire friend group, you know, first we like all slowly realized we were gay and now we're all slowly realizing we're trans. And I was like, if transgenderism is biological, then why would your friend group of 12 people like one at a time, like dominoes, be realizing that you're trans. You see, people, I think it's interesting that they, they talk the term, they use the term social. You've heard me talk about social engineering, social justice, social anthropology. So in essence, what we have going on here is not only a perversion of language, a perversion of sexual reality, it's a perversion of an essence, human identity that's been perpetuated in our classrooms. And I've had previous programs where I said it was the sexual revolution that's been unfolding for the last 100 years that gave us identity politics. The sexual revolution, I, yeah, it gave us identity politics. And let me explain real quick what I mean by that. Is, is you went back into the day when you had people like, uh, George Lukacs, a Marxist in Hungary in 1919, who tried to bring in uh, anything goes sexual policies in the Hungarian government. Eventually, the Hungarian Christians rose up and kicked him out. 
and he helped uh, found the Frankfurt Marxist School. You had people like Wilhelm Reich, who who was a Marxist, who who wrote the who said that anybody who disagreed with him was a fascist, and he coined the term sexual revolution. He was a sexual pervert himself, who in essence says that the Judeo-Christian worldview of men and women in monogamy and the the sacredness of marriage is evil and it must be destroyed. You had Kate Millett, who was on the cover of Time magazine in 1970, talking about any Anything goes as in women with women, men with men, uh, all kinds of sexual perversions that was that that was going from the university into the teachers who were teaching at the high school, middle school, elementary, and those teachers became the future teachers that we have in the classrooms today, teaching anything goes ism. It really deals with the reality of a worldview war against the Judeo-Christian worldview, against our republic under God. I mean, even The Guardian, this is interesting, The Guardian had a headline that says, the lie of gender identity spurred founding of the LGBT alliance. Now, this is fascinating. It's kind of like the idea of, of Saturn eating his, his own children, right? Is within this group, the LGBTQI, and you just saw the BBC said there was over a hundred different uh, gender identifications, right? This bizarre world. Remember, it started out being in New York City, it was like 36, and then Facebook had it up to 54, and, and then other entities, uh, University of Wisconsin-Madison had it up to 72, and then the BBC went to 100. This is ad infinitum. This is, this is to, you know, to the eternity and beyond. This is the, this is the insanity of this bizarre world of anything goesism. Anything goesism in the world of language. Anything goesism in the world of sexual identification. Anything goesism in the world of sexual behavior and human identification of perversion of reality. And this is the sta sad state of things. But. Because the transgender is identifying as a woman and or a man, you're finding that the men who like being with men or the women who like being with women, I mean, women who are with women, men who are with men, they don't like, they're very uncomfortable with this incredible, I am trans, hear me roar in numbers too big to ignore because they see this as a power base. And I think it's very interesting. We've talked about this. I know Dr. Duke has talked about it in his show, that there's a militancy behind this, that these wokocrats, these transgender wokocrats, they will go after anybody who speaks out against this. So we see the, the Riley Gaines or the Matt Walsh's or any other like member of uh, people who speak for Young Americans for Freedom and, and other uh, organizations who are trying to educate uh, college kids and high school kids on, the, on this bizarre world of wokeism. But these wokocrats, these transgender wokocrats, they have a militant nature and they will go after anybody who dares to say, I will not live by your lies. I will stand up and speak out with facts, with logic, with biology, with science. And therefore, these wokocrats are profoundly illiberal. They're acting in fascist ways, militant ways. They don't believe in the free exchange of ideas. They don't believe in the marketplace of ideas where you respectfully agree to disagree. They believe in a fascistic way of dominating 
of empowering themselves to determine the agenda, to determine the narrative, if they have to beg, borrow, steal by any means necessary. And that's the nature of this transgender beast that cries out, I am trans, hear me no roar, in numbers too big to ignore. So when you, you know, uh, the one headline said 4,000%, and then that professor said 5,000%, that's not biology, that's not science, that's social engineering, that's social constructing by those who would deny the reality of who you and I are. And that we must be awake to. We must make people aware of the madness, the insanity, the anti-biological, scientific, Judeo-Christian worldview of wokeism, of transgenderism. Previous programs, we've, we've talked about all these things. And the bottom line is, it's about power. They want power, they want more of it, they want to be able to take that power and to shove it down the minds and the throats of our youth throughout our government schools like never before so they can social engineer our children. They're, they're, they're taking our children in significant numbers. It has nothing to do with biology and science and facts. It has everything to do with woke social engineering that is a form of brainwashing beyond indoctrination so that they can take our children and create a Huxleyan brave new world that in essence denies the reality of the kingdom of God, of our republic under God, and, and we must stand up and speak out against that. Otherwise, our republic will no longer be in short, in short fashion. So until we meet again, my fellow Americans, God speed to you, God bless, be bold, and take action, and happy trails to you.